everyone. Welcome, welcome back. Um, thank you to, for those of you who listen to us on a regular basis. And for those who are new to us, my name is Shua Lekla. I'm the founder of Grace and Hope Consulting, uh, where we empower people to achieve mental and emotional wellness, reach their full potential, and live fulfilling lives. And today I have my friend with me. She's been here before, so some of you might recognize her, uh, but I'll give her a chance to introduce herself again for those of you who are new to her as well. Okay. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Cherie Casey. Uh, I am a resilience coach. I teach women to utilize resilience to recover from narcissistic relationships, uh, not just romantic relationships, but relationships overall because of the aftermath that it causes. I myself, you know, was victim of narcissism, but um, we'll get into all of that later on. Um, I am the author of several books, uh, podcast hosts as well as a uh, speaker, as well as a facilitator, a business owner. And uh, I also uh, am a clubhouse moderator. So um, that's, that's, that's it, you know, I can do it all, but I do what I can to add value to the lives of people because people are hurting right now. And so many people were caught up in the myth of things, you know, how things should be, but yeah. that's not they real, what they really are. And I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Thanks for being here. And, you know, you do a lot. You're also a mom, you know? And so, but all that- Grandmom, grandmom. Mom, so, yeah. <laughs> all that you do, um, you do it with a big heart because you care. Like you're so committed mm -hmm. to adding value. And so when you reach out, you're like, hey, shoot, can we do another one? I'm like, of course, of course. <laughs> I love people, you know, like myself who have a big heart to serve others. So mm -hmm. that's why we're here. So for those who are maybe new to the term uh, narcissism, can you just define it? Like what is narcissism and what are maybe some red flags that we should look, look for? And this is not just men, because often when people hear that term, right, like, right, one right. exhibiting these things, even women, we can be narcissistic. Right, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because I've met so many women who have experienced, I just, I just got off the phone with a friend who was saying that her daughter, you know, is, is narcissistic. And, you know, you meet, you, you, you don't really think about it because um, one thing I can say is when we enter into relationships with people, period, you know, just so emphasized, romantic relationships are so emphasized of the right person, but we don't talk about the characteristics of the right person, right? We, you know, oh, he looked good. He got to have money, this and that. But what about the depth of the person's soul? You know, what about the character that lies within them? We don't hear about that. Mm -hmm. You know, we just, Think that chemistry is all we need you know you know what I'm saying <laughs> that chemistry but when that chemistry don't work and that narcissistic personality shows up 
that's where the problem begins. And the red flags are there, mm. you know, uh, telling you that, uh, showing you that they're better than you are. They're, I'm better than you are. That's what the personality does. Mm -hmm. The definition says that it's a mental condition when people have an infl inflated sense of importance. I'm important. What I say goes, you know, um, you know, just like if somebody says, you know, you look, you think you, you, you put on, you buy a dress, a woman buys a dress. Think of a beautiful dress. She puts it on. It fits her curve, she feeling good. And all of a sudden here come the narcissist. Where are you wearing that dress to? You don't look good in that. Ain't nobody gonna talk to you, you know. They just immediately attack your sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Mm. And right away, that's a red flag. But most of the time women cave into that, you know, or even it could be anything from something that you're doing with your children, your cooking, you know, your cleaning, all of those things can be a red flag. And I'm and um from a personal moment being transparent in my during my first marriage, um, there were some things about my husband that just totally made me feel bad mm. you know it was like I had to play you had to walk on eggshells and for a long time I thought it was me you know bad wife you know um mm -hmm. the perfect example the one that sticks out for me is after I had my after we had our my son and you know after you have your child you are, you have weight, mm -hmm. you know, you have weight. And we had went to an, a family event. I think, I think the baby was maybe two weeks old. And his uncle said, you know how you look sometimes, you just throw, like you said, you throw something on. That's the baby's mother. Mm. And when he said that, my husband became, from that moment on, he became really, you know, start gaslighting me, saying things like, you know, oh, you're just too fat. Why are you so fat? And why, you know, why don't you, you know, just picking at my self-esteem. It's bad enough we already know that our bodies are out of control have been out of control for nine months but then when somebody just starts attacking you and just chipping away at your self-worth and your self-esteem mm -hmm. then by the time they get finished here you are a complete mess yeah yeah oh, thank you so much for for bringing that up um kind of you know covering that and some people i just want to add to some people can have those traits and not even realizing <laughs> realize it right and from mm -hmm. um from a clinical standpoint i also just want to say that you know 
narcissism is actually a personality disorder. <laughs> can be. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But in order to be diagnosed with that as a personal disorder, I'm just going to read. There's like nine things that, um, what we call the, the uh, DSM-5, like where we look mm-hmm. at the criteria for diagnosis, mm-hmm. um, tells us. So one, and it's not the things you already mentioned, um, but I just mm-hmm. wanted to kind of give an overall, ex- maybe not quite a, as close as exhaustive list as we can so people get a fuller picture. So one is lack of empathy. You know, it's like people, people who ha- don't have empathy kind of, it's, it's hard from them. Maybe they're, I don't want to say they cannot, but it, they're unwilling mm-hmm. to recognize or identify the feelings and needs of others. Mm-hmm. The second you know, uh, criteria here is that they have this grandiose sense of self-importance. So for them, you know, mm-hmm. their achievement, their talents, their self-image, it's so important they have mm-hmm. to protect that. They're su- superior, you know, mm-hmm. um, than, other, than everybody else. And they have this kind of um, preoccupation with unlimited success. It's always like, you know, getting more success, more power, more like it's everything that's to be more, more, more. Mm-hmm. Which it's good to be, you know, it's good to be aiming high. But if that's all that you focus mm-hmm. on, that's not healthy either. You know, there's more to life than that. Uh, another thing, Number criteria for diagnosis is that they require this excessive admiration. Like not only they see themselves as they said, this grandiose sense of self and they're always pursuing this ex, uh, their success and brilliance and all of that, mm-hmm. but they want everybody to recognize that in them. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, I need to admire me for mm-hmm. all the things I've done, you know, who I am. That's right. Always put me on the pedestal kind of thing. Um, and the next one is that they believe that he or she is unique or special and can only be understood by or should associate with other people of special high standards, you know, status. So right. Like, you know, all of the, the rest of the people down here, like, you know, they, if you can't meet his or her level, right. you know, we can't mingle, right? And that's and right. In different levels, it can be at work, it can be in the community, in our churches, you know, and it's not all just that's right. like you mentioned. Um, another one is this sense of entitlement, you know. Right. This, they have almost like on a unreasonable expectation, <laughs> you know, that this should be automatically be treated, uh, you know, a different way. Because again, you know, they're all that. You have to admire them as being all that. Mm-hmm. Entitled to all that, you know. That's right. <laughs> then I'll three more here. So this number seven here is that, you know, they are not always overtly like you can't always you know um, see this in the beginning when you start interacting with mm-hmm. them but they have this exploited exploitative um personality kind of if you want like they really take advantage of others you know to achieve their own needs so like because they, they're all yep. they want to be grandiose they want to so they're going to make sure that as you are interacting with them whether it's in a work relationship or romantic or even you know parenting or family that they are exploit i cannot ex- trying to exploit the, the circumstances, the relationship to the point that it works mm-hmm. for them. You mm-hmm. know, it's not always what you need because again, remember they don't have, they're not always willing to recognize your feelings and your needs, right? So it's all about them. So they make it work for them. You know, if it doesn't work for them, then it's a problem. Um, and then they often show this very arrogance, you know, and no mm-hmm. attitude, you know. Uh, and the last one, they can be envious of others but it's not always that you're gonna know a pinpoint because they they're portraying this big personality they're all that so you might haters always, haters yes. <laughs> so you might not always pinpoint that that doesn't look like envy but it's mm-hmm. their way of you know of masking yeah. you know, yeah. that envy and they believe that others are envious of them because again they're all mm-hmm. that so it, it, it is a you know if someone meets all these nine criteria yes they can you know, qualify for a you know uh 
for a uh, diagnosis, you know, as, as a mental, as a personality disorder, but someone, and it's also with everything, it's, it's a continuum, right? There's some people who might be, not some of those, you know, some of those behaviors, some of those characteristics, but not fully have a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. um, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be working on that. And then you can maybe, maybe as we're talking, even identify some of those things in yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're here. We're here so mm -hmm. we can help. We're not here to say, oh, you know, you're a bad person. No, we all have to work on. <laughs> well, well, yeah, that's yeah. that. Well, that's the thing right there. You know, you know what we say. Admitting is the first step, <laughs> and yes. that's where the problem is right there. We and and you, I totally agree with you. You you know, admitting. So many people are still walking around, you know, like even, um, you know, when, relate, when when the person does decide that they've had enough and they leave the relationship, it just goes on to the next person. You know, there, there's no look at yourself like what, you know, what was wrong with me? You know, was there something wrong with, you know, was, was, did I, you know, what did I contribute to the messiness, mm -hmm. you know? And, 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 you know, and like you said, we still, we got to look at ourselves and say like, you know, I've been divorced from my first husband for a long time. And I, you know, and I was writing in an anthology and I, uh, said to myself, you know, there, you know, I never talked about this before and I should have looked at this, mm. you know, and I'm, and I was now looking at it and I was like, you know, uh, we both played a big part in this situation. Yeah. So, you know, um, but when they, but when it's gone beyond a certain control, and a person is just totally gaslighted, just like if they're having an affair and they want you to think it's your imagination, you know, it's your imagination that they're having this affair. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, you're just stupid, you know, you're just imagining things, you know, and they're doing these things and trying to make the person think you know, and this, this is actual cases where this person was having an affair and he was telling the woman, no, I'm not, I'm not having no affair and was, was having an affair, but was making her think that she was being overly, you know, crazy and make and imagining this stuff when it was really happening. And that's gaslighting, plain and simple. And then, you know, when she finds out about, you know, by then her self-esteem is gotten so low because she thinks she's crazy, you, you know, mm -hmm. she goes going through phones and, you know, that's where all that other crazy behavior come, you know, then, then you, it, it just gets out of control. So that's kind of like the aftermath of what happens. And so for those who are listening, maybe the saying, oh my goodness, you know, this sounds like someone I'm dealing with, you know, at home, at work, you know, at school, you know, in, in society and community in general. 
you know, what are some, maybe some tips that you want to give them? Um, mm-hmm. What can they do? One, to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, because like you said, we have to see ourselves first. We can't, you know, because right. people, like you said, you can pull away right. and then you pull away with all the emotional damage that this caused to you and you have mm-hmm. to through that. Uh, and then the next, the, the other person will continue to do that until they come to the realization that, oh, there's something I need to work on. Right. So first of all, I guess we'll start there. If I'm dealing, you know, if I'm seeing this kind of stuff in my relationship with someone, how do I take care of myself first? Okay. First, you need to really, as I said before, getting back to the characteristics, you know, what is the character of this person? You, you get into the relationship and, you know, they could be fine, you know, romance and all of that. And then you you decide to hang out with them a little longer, and you just dis- and and you discover, hmm, you know, just like um, I know one of my patients, one of my clients was going to school, and what are you doing that for? You know, you don't need you. I, I got a job. I've been working for thirty years. I mean, mm-hmm. at this place, you know. Uh, you don't need to school, no school, you know, what's, what's, you know, and, and, but you want an education, but you're going to listen to, you know, listen to all that negativity mm-hmm. and it'll make you feel bad. Oh, you're never going to do this. or you're never going to do that. When they start throwing those things at you and it starts to compromise, that's the biggest word. When you start compromising what your values, your beliefs, and what, and and your authenticity, that's when you should, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. So what you can do, the first thing you need to do is the self-examination, as you said, examine yourself. Is this relationship, and this is for a romantic relationship, is this compromising my mental health? Is this compromising my uh, self-worth, my mental health, and is it messing with me physically? Because it can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, you know, is it causing me to be depressed and don't want to do the things that I ordinarily want to do? I'm just going to, you know, because by that time, you know, the old folks used to say, well, he ain't beating you, is he? You know, mm. you stay in the relationship. No, 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 no. You know, you examine it, you know, um, you can approach it, have a conversation, of course, because, you know, in conflict resolution, it is our first priority to, for everybody to come out in a win-win situation Mm -hmm. and talk about it and express yourself. Hey, you know, I'm kind of uncomfortable with, you know, the way you spoke to me and with you always attacking my self-worth and self-esteem can we talk about that because you're very right they might not be aware that they're doing this they they probably were raised in an environment like that and it just carried over right so um after you do that you need to after you recover, so if let's say you've been in this relationship a while and you sit down and you'd be like, boy, 
how did this happen? Well, you sit down after you do your inventory, you'd be like, okay, I was raised to believe, you know, in a fairy tale that all I'm supposed to do is find a husband or find a wife and everything's supposed to magically happen. No matter how bad they treat me, no matter how bad their attitude is, I'm supposed to remain in that situation. So what were these myths that I was told? Was I told by grandma, hey, you better stay with him. Mm -hmm. Or was I led to believe, um, one of the questions that one of the women asked me in my women's group was, so are you telling me you a prisoner in your own house? You know, are you, and I got mad. I was like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so, you know, have you been a prisoner in your own house? Have you been unable to express yourself and the things that you want to talk about or the thing that you want to be? And is this compromising my well-being? Because if you have children, if your well-being is compromised, guess what? There is the next stop is them. Because guess what? You, you, we know hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And then the decisions that we make that impact our children will carry on and on and on. So there's a myth. We got we to gotta look at the myth, the reality, the consequences, all of these things you have to examine once you realize that you're in that situation. You know, you got to finally look at at the bottom line, what is it that you want out of this relationship? Because we have the power and the ability to manifest and create our own lives in the end. Okay. Thank you so much for, for sharing all of that you share. Definitely, like, you know, watching, we, we, we sometimes miss abuse that's not physical you know mm -hmm. and for all you know purposes of what we're doing here and for your mental health let's just call it what it is you know absolutely a lot of the lot of the behaviors that people with narcissism exhibit are abusive to others absolutely it's emotional abuse is psychological abuse um so let's call it for what it is so absolutely. not just because somebody's not hitting you you have no scars on your arm that that's you know right. it's okay to stay in an unhealthy and it can even work this is not not for me when i talk about relationship i'm talking about relationship in general you know no one should right. treat you in that right. way you right. deserve respect you deserve to be loved in a healthy way and this is not healthy the things we right. talked about is they're not healthy so definitely make sure that you're safe that your children people you care about are safe mm -hmm. um and you know i tell people at the end it's whether or not you want to continue that relationship but you want, to make, right. you want to continue to make sure there's change and don't mm -hmm. stay in a relationship don't stay in a partnership don't stay in a collaboration waiting to see things change you know you right. pull aside create some distance and see the change see evidence of change before you recommit to something or someone you right and because yeah because if you're in it you will keep living in the same pattern you know and 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 those emotional wounds are hurt and leave deeper scars than any mm -hmm. physical wound will ever, will, will, will ever do. So Absolutely. make sure that you take care of yourself. Yeah. 
absolutely a lot of and maybe you know we can talk a little bit about that too a lot of people who are a victim of this were like how, how did I not see this you know mm-hmm. how you know I, I'm too smart for this like I feel like you know this is I'm so stupid how did I miss this like don't call yourself right. like that don't be hard because right. often people who exhibit those behaviors still like the slick people like they just and it's not like i say so they might even realize that for themselves we just that they mm-hmm. love to impress because they want to keep that grandiose mm-hmm. personality that they have right so for them like they seem like mr right in the beginning or they seem like the right you know the co-worker or mm-hmm. boss because they want to create keep that persona and that's mm-hmm. how they see themselves and that's what they're trying to portray out there so like you know in the beginning you might not pick up on that pick up on that it's after time you're like oh they did this they did this so like look at the patterns right in any relationship and when no always look at the patterns because we all have bad days we all i can mm-hmm. all of us can say oh me one day i did act like i didn't even realize it but if you did it once it's not it's different as someone who has this as a personality issue you know it's like mm-hmm. this is who they are at their core this is you know mm-hmm. and it's hard to unwire that it's a lot of work for them but they have to be again one acknowledge it that they have this struggle and seek help for themselves you cannot be your lover or your partner or your child or your co-workers therapist and mm-hmm. all the other roles that you have you know what on mm-hmm. so you have to oh you no know, take care of yourself by pulling away take care of making sure that you're okay and wishing them well and you no know, and mm-hmm. wanting their best and even sharing resources mm-hmm. with them if they're open to it but they need mm-hmm. to be willing to do that work for themselves right they have to be willing to do that work for themselves So let's talk a little bit about that guilt. That guilt that comes with when you're like, "Oh my goodness, I I can't believe I missed this." You know, mm-hmm. and so how do you help people? You will help I know you work mm-hmm. with women mm-hmm. and and you can share some tips from your book as well. Okay. When, so, when people are, you know, find themselves as victim and they're dealing with that uh, that mm-hmm. shame and guilt that comes afterwards. Like what are mm-hmm. some things that can help? Well, one thing that I believe strongly in is self admission. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did miss it. <laughs> you did. Mm-hmm. You did. But look in the mirror, admit to yourself, yes, I missed it. I don't know how I missed it. Mm-hmm. And if you need to cry all day that day, If you need to journal that day all day or meditate on that all day it's okay because the beauty is that no matter when you admitted it and realized it you did realize it mm-hmm. so be grateful for realizing it at the moment you did get have your moment mm-hmm. have your moment a lot of people say well i'm not going to have a pity party you need to I process kinda, yeah. i can't you got to process it mm-hmm. it has to process so if you have to cry no more than two days <laughs> okay i i me personally i tried one day if i make a mistake why did i do that blah 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 you know and then get up let your heat meditate pray let your feet hit the floor and command your new day. Mm. Command your new day. Okay? Yesterday gone, can't do nothing about it, but the future is tomorrow. I'm going to live in the present 
-hmm. and I'm going to internalize those things. I'm going to get help from a coach or a therapist to move to the next level, Mm -hmm. but I'm coming out of it and I'm coming out of it better as a champion because as I tell my clients, recognition is the best gift you could give yourself because you know how many people, particularly narcissists, are walking around and can't identify it Mm. and don't even know they have it. You know, the funny thing is I was, when I first heard about the narcissistic spirit, I was still married. I was like in my, maybe my second or third year of marriage Mm. and a minister um, you know how you go to those married seminars, you know, mm-hmm. that the church, you know, give. And this minister identified every trait that my husband had. And it hit, it like almost knocked me down. Mm. And I said, oh my God. And he said very plainly, if you're living with someone who's like this, your marriage is not going to last. Whew. And I was like, I went to him afterwards and I said, you described my husband. Mm. But you know, there's some people, you know, the other thing about the narcissist, they don't want to admit, you know, even when confronted, most of them don't want to admit, you know, you confront them about it. And it, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You're great, you know, right away they're on the defense. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, it's it's difficult situation. So you gotta learn to protect yourself, you know, to thine own self be true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, because like I said, we don't learn all of that. We learn to put up with, you know, that's just the way he is or that's the way she, no, no, no. That, that's that time out for that. I don't mm-hmm. accept anybody's bad behavior towards me. A mm-hmm. boss or, you know, or a friend, you, you know, mm-hmm. nobody talks to me like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody's going to mistreat me. That's rule number one. You got, it's not that you're putting up a guard, but you're setting boundaries, healthy yes. boundaries. <laughs> right, right. And I get excited no. because especially in our faith communities and, and women also in general, like I've seen this a lot with women. It's like, we assume that, you know, setting boundaries is a bad thing. You know, if I set boundaries, I, mean, I don't mm-hmm. love the person. I don't like the person. No, setting boundaries is that one, you respect yourself. You know what you would tolerate, and you or you care enough about the person that you want a healthy relationship with them. That's what boundaries mm-hmm. are. Yeah. Like, right. you, and you have to set those boundaries. You know, no matter who it is, you have to set those boundaries. Wow! Thank you so much for sharing all that. And so, can you talk to us about your book? We're going to wrap up here. I'm sure we can okay. talk about this subject. You know, for hours. Okay. You know? Yes, but I we want, can. I want people. You know, for all of you listening and watching and wanting more. Um, so she actually has a book that can help you with all the stuff mm-hmm, we talked about. Mm-hmm, so just tell us mm-hmm. a little about the book and then where people can find it. Mm-hmm. So my book is called When Happily Ever After Doesn't Happen, Picking Up the Pieces of Your Life After Life's Disappointments. Mm-hmm. And the focus is 
on, you know, those fairy tale relationships that we thought, you know, we thought when we married this man or this woman, or we were in this relationship that our lives would be perfect and we would just live in euphoria and, you know, like a princess. But then you found out that this wasn't the case. There is in the Bible, uh, Abigail, who was married to Nabal, uh, who became the wife of David later on. Um, Abigail was a beautiful woman, beautiful spirit, serving spirit. And she married Nabal probably during that time, you know, for status, you know, and he treated her terribly, terribly. Mm -hmm. And she was living in that situation with that kind spirit. And most of the people that are married to people like this or in a relationship to people like this are very kind. And, you know, like the Bible say, don't cast your pearls before a swine. You know, um, try to get to know people, you know, before you get entangled with them. I don't want to mm. use the word entangled. <laughs> That's a form, but that I was a, coming from <laughs> a big word this year but before you get involved with them try to see what their real personality is you know because if they're like this before you marry them or hook up with them guess what they ain't changing unless you come up with a solution but my book gives you tips um we i talk i go into to depth about the myth you know, the myth. We thought that everything would be perfect and that love would conquer all. Now, in the end, love does conquer all, but it takes work. <laughs> let, let, I, I just want to interject, interject a little for a couple minutes here and then you can take it back, you know. Uh, Go ahead. Far. Love, you know, yes, love covers all, but also loving yourself enough that you cover yourself absolutely you know because you can only you can only give what you got right even the bible tells to love us love others as we love ourselves if you don't love yourself enough you have not enough or healthy mm -hmm. love to give to others love covers all but still covering yourself <laughs> but absolutely back. absolutely all right go I'll, I'll stop that's you got it girl you got you you're absolutely right because it needs to be emphasized i don't think it's emphasized enough you know and you know it's funny because growing up my dad used to say love don't pay no bills and i'm like <laughs> why do he keep saying that you know that just gets on my nerve yeah. and then you know i'm 40 years old bam that hits me right in the face love don't pay no bills mm. <laughs> people do yeah. you know right and all and kind of bills not just the financial one the emotional that's right. one, the spiritual one that's right be in the rest of someone to make sure that you are you know that you're covered at all levels right to be to be in a healthy relationship is making sure that all fronts are covered right what are those needs are not being met what are those things that you you're missing you know right. in that relationship so yeah right and then i talk about the reality what is your reality mm. you know what what is your reality what's your next what's going to be your next move 
You may be in a situation where you are financially in trouble, you know, bound to this person. Mm -hmm. You know, sit down and write down, write everything down that you have to write down. Mm. And then, you know, I I have journal pages in the back and, um, you know, where you can put down, you know, what are the consequences for me if I stay in this relationship? Mm -hmm. How is it going to benefit me? How will it benefit me? Yeah. You know, or will it not benefit me? Um, and the other thing that dealing with the guilt, like we said, don't beat yourself up. Mm-hmm. Everybody makes mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. None of us are perfect. None of us, you know, and don't let your circumstances crush your spirit. You might not have any money to get out of your situation, mm-hmm. but as long as your mind is working, mm. as long as you're thinking, there's all there's a, a solution for every problem. Mm. And you know, from that point on, once you recognize everything, your choices determine your destiny. Mm. What you're choosing will determine what move you choose to make will determine your destiny. And then you have to build up that courage courage to walk at walk through the door Mm. i'm not gonna say out the door because that might not be your reality but courage to walk through the door to the next level of your life to your destiny you gotta you gotta find that courage from somewhere it may be in your kids it may be from your girlfriends it may be your faith whatever it is you gotta find that courage Mm. and then you know uh Map out your steps. And that's an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. Mapping out your steps. Ongoing. Because one thing you might put down, you got to have the plan A to plan B. Mm-hmm. Sometimes C. So sometimes those are the D. things. <laughs> right? And a D, right? So sometimes, so, you know, so um, I'm going to give you the, the link is going to be to buy the book is going to be on there also um so that you guys can you know and if you like a free discovery call i'm gonna i'll put that information in there as well um because i do have a few coaching programs specifically for resilience and um we can go from there Mm -hmm. um i'm on ig i'm on clubhouse i'm uh I'm on Facebook as well. Mm -hmm. So if you'd like to get in touch with me, feel free to do so. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know this is a very important conversation here. So for all of you listening, we'll share her links and how to reach out to her. And please, please take care of yourself. We do all of the things that we do, both she and I, because Mm -hmm. we care about you. And we want you to have a healthy and a better life. So from all of us, much love. And please, please, please make your wellness a priority. Absolutely. Absolutely. Be well. And you can do this. Yes, you can. With the right support. So reach out for help when you need it. Mm -hmm. Um, You can do it. All right.